0: Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome. New episode. Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman and... Wait, I did it wrong. Now this guy. Jason Smith, I'm here. I can't point to the right direction on these things ever, ever, ever. Up oh, Nancy made it to the show. She is our like OG stuck at home yeah. family. That's <laughs> the one thing. We have a lot of uh listeners and watchers, but she is for sure OG. Um Jason, how you doing, now?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I was just I was I got um I had some nachos before the show. I was uh you know, I was chowing down on some nachos, so I, I had a little like residual like taco meat juice on my my uh in my mustache so i just like getting a little little taste of it before the show for my power oh boy that's so <laughs> visceral yeah it's, yeah it's gross so I just visceral like, it's, was the word i awful. chose yeah, visceral visceral is a nicer way of saying gross i think
0: uh, you know your words not mine uh you know i don't know if you noticed but um i, I retired my pinky ring oh you did
1: i did not notice
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but you now you recall i used to wear that's one every day right
1: Yes, gross yes, yeah
0: stephanie thinks gross uh i said visceral same difference uh yeah my friend renee did some reiki on me and she was like where you get that ring i'm like my ex and she's like that's it's like holding on to like i'm like oh you know what you're right it, it yeah. binds metal you know metal binds stuff uh-huh. so I now, just, do you wear your
1: rings all the time or do you, you take them off at night right
0: well i used to wear them all the time because i like having something gold like a pure 24k like swiss gold around me when mm. i dream
1: mm. interesting
0: it retains dream energy
1: that's why i sleep on freak. like you know when they they make your bed and they give you a little andy's mint i sleep on it because i just like having something chocolate and minty swiss next to my you went back food. to food I, I
0: went to i went to gold Bullion and, and and dream energy and you went right back to
1: food <laughs> it's one of those days that's
0: no no, no, no but let's 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 stay on that for a minute because jason and i jason I, as i'm sure many of you and we're gonna get to our guest any minute which i'm really excited about but i just want to talk about this for a second Jason, as I'm sure most of us have been in, you know, a little not, you know, doing much. You know, you're working, you're doing a lot of the work stuff, but you're not exercising at all. You're eating, you're drinking. We're all, we're all doing it, and now we're going back into this quarantine. So I noticed Jason was getting just a little, look a little down. Like, what's up? We talk. He's like, he's got to start exercising again. So we're gonna start. And if any of our stuck at home fam wants to do this with us, right? We're gonna start on Monday. At noon, just, you know, not live, but we're going to do it through this. Jason found this app. Why don't you, what is this? Yeah, this so we're going to use the, the right. Les
1: Mills app. We're going to use the Les Mills fitness app, and we're going to start doing daily exercise, or daily exercises together. Uh, and, uh, and just trying, you know, they said that the average person has gained 16 pounds, 16 That's to 17 gosh. pounds since this quarantine has started. And uh, so uh, you know, I I think that I've probably lost about thirty pounds, and I'm gaining them back. And so, like, I have I have a lot of pounds to lose. And mm-hmm. so we're going to do this together. I'm going to start, uh, and I'll I'll share this too. I'm going to make a little TikTok because that's what I do now. I'm just a yes. TikTok maniac, and I'll do a little like daily, like uh, daily. If there TikTok, was a Batman and-
0: villain called TikTok. You would play him. I would play him. I would play he him. Would always appear in weird yeah. videos.
1: He'd be like the fat alligator from Peter Pan. TikTok and they just sit around going like,
0: no, there has to be like a big video, like a teletubby yeah. in your yeah,
1: in your, exactly chest,
0: in your stomach, chest area." <laughs> okay, but I digress because Les Mills, yeah, it's got like you know checking it out. It's uh, I got to tell you, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, an Aussie woman is like anytime you have an Aussie telling me fitness, I'm I'm <laughs> I can I'm
1: gonna Cause listen because they're, they're always in great shape and they always seem like this is what I'll say about them. Yeah, and I, I this I don't mean to generalize, but they always seem every Aussie I've ever met has so much energy all the time, like they're ready to like. Go surfing or go hiking. Like They just wake up ready to run a lot. There's Absolutely. a lot of energy. You got to run them down.
0: Yet, they are always on vacation.
1: <laughs> That's true,
0: too. <laughs> I, I've never met an Aussie that isn't on vacay.
1: <laughs> They're
0: always oh, on mate, <laughs> You're on a vacay. Uh, no, I don't, I'm working out here now. <laughs> no, just
1: traveling. <laughs> traveling. <laughs> Listen, I'm already ready to do burpees. The like, second uh, I hear driven. We're, we're excited. And so we're gonna we'll put some information out there for everybody. We'll put it out on the Facebook page. We're gonna we'll set everything up. We're gonna so do this at noon. participate us with us. We're gonna be starting on Monday every day at twelve PM Pacific time, three o'clock Eastern. And we we can all uh we can all be stuck at home getting in shape together. We'll be the, the the Fitbot family.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be something. All right. So we have our guest which I really wanna get into, and um I love this show. I started watching it in season one. If you you've watched it, right? But you weren't like if you you didn't start watching it in season one when no, Amazon no, no. premiered it, right? Well, that's when I got into it, and I was like, this thing is so dark. Like, what's the darkest video game you could think of
1: that you uh, love? Oh, uh, I mean, they get some pretty dark video games, but yeah, there's you know, manhunt.
0: What was it? The original one, like the original OG, like super dark, crawling down the hallways in the weird city. Oh, like oh, I, Silent Hill. Yeah. This feels like a better Silent Hill. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, why am I falling deeper into this thing? I mean, but but now... Because this, you're not wearing your gold
1: anymore. It, it drives you into the darkness because you have no gold to protect you.
0: That's why I put the gold on. I'm going to have to get some new gold. Maybe I'll burn that thing now. I got to get a new gold completely. All right. So our guest, though, he's been on... <laughs> he's in Jack Reacher, which is by far one of my top three Tom Cruise favorites. It really is. I, I, can't, I can't lie. So we should just bring him on, right? Because I want to talk about all this stuff, right? Yeah. So... Ladies and gentlemen, let's please welcome, and I'm going to get this right today. Patrick Huesinger, you
2: got it. Hello. Hey, yeah, I did. What's hey, up? what's up? What's Patrick? On? How are you? Thank you, man? you, for thank you. Me. Yeah, thank I'm you doing for being here. Really well. I'm uh, enjoying uh, enjoying quarantine round two. Uh, not that I ever left <laughs> round one. I just kind of I've been staying b- hunkered down uh, since the beginning. It's been uh, it's been real, real, real uh, an adventure. Like it has been for everybody. I think.
0: I, I, I know. Are you uh, here in L.A. with us?
2: I am. I'm in the, uh, uh, up in the hills. Yeah, uh, I've been, but you're uh, here. I, I was. In I started city. in... I, I, yeah, I was only supposed to be here for like a week, actually, to do some doctors, and then I was going to move to uh, New York City. And then um, uh, lockdown started about a week and a half after I popped in for doctor's appointments, and now I live here. Oh, So wow. like, here we go.
0: Okay, wait. Why are we going to move to uh, to New York City? Because uh, I'm asking this for a reason.
2: To go um, do. Yeah. Well, because I, 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 you know, I've done a lot of theater in my life, and so I was going to go back and do more theater in New York City and kind of maybe go back, return to the Broadway scene. And um, I had done, you know, done three seasons now on this television show, and I was craving some stage work. Uh, but there's not going to be any stage work. I mean, who knows how long now? We really don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, we've been uh, discussing this, and and but why I brought that up with the New York thing—it's so funny. You walk right into it, which is great. You know, you're literally Jacksonville to Juilliard, which is a yeah, very wow. obscure, interesting journey. So I, I want to know because yeah. uh, I was on the Juilliard path, like secondary school, but oh, I really? don't. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, I couldn't conform by any means, so it wasn't. You know, it wasn't going to happen for me. But I'm, I'm dying to know. Mm-hmm. How do you go from Jacksonville, Florida? to juilliard as an actor yeah but we're not in a rush
2: yeah of course (laughs) copy that um (laughs) i think i you know i grad i didn't really discover acting until i was about 16 years old and um i had a friend of mine who went to my high school who got into juilliard the year before i did and i didn't really honestly i didn't know much about the school and uh he filled me in and encouraged me that it was the school he thought i could get into and uh and, in fact, the same year that I got in, another uh, guy from my high school got in as well. And then the What high school is this? Uh, it's called Douglas Anderson School of the Arts in, in Jacksonville. Yeah. Right. This uh, so it seems
0: like a good launching pad school, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of really great talent. I mean, some, some good friends uh, graduated from... Uh, from that high school, that are still, you know, a lot of people are still in the business. A lot of people have been on Broadway, movies, things like that. Music industry. There was a dancer that got into Juilliard a couple of years later. It was, it, was great, uh, it was a great. it was a great. It was very much like you know, Fame, uh, the movie. I mean, I, I, I we used to always compare it to that, but it was really like that. It was kind of silly. Like um, in Florida, go figure. It's yeah, like everything on so it, it, it really is. It's um. so. It's strange, too, because now, I mean, I'm in L.A. and I never thought, you know, no one in my family Mm -hmm. uh, is from an artistic background. And we don't we're a working class family, too. And so you don't really have the prediction that you're going to end up, you know, in Hollywood. Uh, That was the (laughs) farthest thing. I I thought I'd be in jail or the military and uh,
0: definitely not working, you know, definitely not (laughs) having to not
2: work for a living. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> All I, I, things considered, it's, it's a not... luxury that I'm grateful for. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. I get Every to. Day. Do, I fell in love with the storytelling, and um, and I get to, uh, I get to do that for my job. It's, I'm very grateful. Feel very lucky, and uh, I second and, um, you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's <laughs> for, it's, for uh, sure. But I want to ask yeah, you this: which, Juilliard, four years. It's very, it's very intense, right? Very. It was a very intense program. Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay, so four years. You get spit out into the world because really that's what happens, right? Does it prepare you for actual showbiz or, you know, look, you're working, you're doing great. I'm saying when you're out, tell me about that a little.
2: That's a really interesting question. so i can I need to start by saying I graduated in two thousand and four. so this is this is you know sixteen years ago, there's been a few genera or a generation that's come after me, mm-hmm. and they have reformed the school for this very criticism. So while I was there, they were not taking or like really launching us into the world well. We were still doing repertory theater, which is not a thing that really exists anymore. They weren't mm-hmm. gearing actors and uh, helping us train for uh, the, the film industry and television industry, which is often the very actors that they like to feature who graduate from their school are the ones <laughs> that do. So it was sort of like, yeah. you're trained for classical theater, you can do Chekhov and Shakespeare, now go and figure right. it out. We had
0: They're a not few training you for film, right, and auditional.
2: Well, now they are. Now they are spending more energy with that. But at the time, it was, we were, we, my class was sort of on the tail end of this more old school mentality. And now most schools have acknowledged that. Right. The well, well, we also were coming out of an era, too, where, remember, at that time, if you were an actor that did theater, you were not an actor who did film. And if you were an actor that did at film all. and you went back and did theater, right, you were also definitely not an actor that was doing film and also television. That didn't And now you exist. have, like, that did not it was not a, yet, like, yeah. not a thing yet, especially commercials. And now you've got Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman doing TV shows and
0: whatever it doesn't matter. There's no more boundaries
2: because now exactly now they're just like, are you a good artist? And that's kind of uh, the only question anybody's asking. Ideally,
0: ideally Um, content, good content. Right. Which is something you're familiar with. You know, one of the first things you did, one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies is is Jack Reacher. I mean, I love Christopher yeah. Christopher Corey. I always get names wrong. McQuarrie. Uh, yeah, right. well, I did. So Christopher Corey did. He did part McCarrie.
2: one. He produced the second one, which I was in. Did you did and, too? Uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was super fun. I mean, I did get to meet McQuarrie, but uh, uh, it was super. Uh, that was a great experience. Tom Cruise was. I mean, I've <laughs> never worked with someone who works as hard as that guy does. I mean, it's the so epic. It's all true. It's it is all true. It's insane. I mean, we we worked out every single day. We um he Kobe Smulders and I. Um she was uh we kind of oh. had the Why am
0: I more interested that you action? got to work with Colby? Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I swear to God, and I'm a huge Cruise fan, but how was Kobe? Yeah,
2: that must have been awesome. She <laughs> I agree. What's great what's great about Kobe. It's a great is team. That she is it, it it was. First of all, well, super super fun she was yeah. just one of the nicest people man i mean she's so down to earth um i think it was kind of one of her first big things after how your mother had ended and uh and she's you know she's 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 uh, a, a badass on screen she's a, a kind down-to-earth human off screen she's a mom she's married to a really sweet nice man I've i mean it's that. like yeah. there's, just, there's just there's nothing a, not
0: to like about any of these people
2: Right. No, and it's, just, all great. It's, it's nice. And, and to, for me, who was really having my first launch into uh, feature film, it was my first uh, studio feature film, um, it, it, to be embraced and to be uh, welcomed and to feel that uh, for those people to make me feel like I was their peer, uh, I think speaks volumes to their character.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also a hell of a validation to kind of, as we talked about getting spit out into the world from Juilliard, you know, yeah. to get this to roll. I mean, how'd you, how'd you happen yeah. upon this audition? And I asked this again for a specific kind of connective reason.
2: Sure. Um, I, so I actually had done, um, it was funny. I did, I did some theater in New York and I mm-hmm. did a play and then I came out in Los Angeles cause I closed that play and I was like, man, I need to make some money. i you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just did a Broadway play. It's Pulitzer Prize nominated. It was nominated for Best Play Tony, and I'm not making any cash. Like, I, I want to raise a family one day, et cetera. So I come out here, do a whole bunch of pilots. None of them get picked up. And then I auditioned for another play out here at the Mark Taper Forum, and, uh, which is uh, the kind of the center theater group. It's a nonprofit uh, theater that's out here. And they did the first major remounting of a very famous uh, uh, gay rights play called *Bent*, which was directed by Moisés Kaufman, who is a very prolific uh, theater director out of New York, and somebody that I had want to work, I had wanted to work with for uh, ever since I saw the first production of his play, one of his plays that I had seen, and I ended up like, I met him, aud- auditioned, wrote auditioned him for letters Bent. for *Bent*, begging mm-hmm. for the role end up getting this job play basically, you know, we was it it basically it takes place in the early nineteen thirties and is the story of so right after the depression of of the Nazis. No, it's a story it takes place in Germany. It's a story of the Nazis rounding up all of oh, the homosexuals and then putting them into concentration camps and Jeez. and that happens in the play and so i mean it was a weight loss thing it had to do as an actor it was a huge emotional uh and paramount pictures i mean p- folks from casting came to see it and it was a uh, big deal and this by the way julia i prepared you for that is exactly right. So here I was having the tools to be able to do that. Uh, paramount came to see the play, uh, um, oh, but you got the uh,
0: play. That's the, that's the spoiler. Right. <laughs> you, I you, mean, you I'll be honest be with you. Yeah, was, yeah,
2: please go ahead. That was the biggest, that was probably the most difficult role to earn in my life. Um, I, I think even still to this point, because there were so many more talented people ahead of me. And I really had to convince, um, Moises that, you know, I, I could, I could do this. And, um, and uh and and, and, anyhow so paramount kind of they started auditioning me for a few things and uh i I memorized lines for the for the jack Reacher audition on a plane home from a vacation that i had had after doing the play bent and uh i got a phone call i want to say like i auditioned on a friday Mm-hmm. I got a phone call over the week or on a Thursday, a phone call over the weekend that said, can you put together some, you doing some action stuff? They want to see if you can do action. Hmm. And then I got Could a phone you? call on a Wednesday. Yeah. Did I had do just done stuff? some stunts. I had just oh. done a video game called quantum break for, Oh yeah. um, for Xbox. It knows so it definitely. I, okay. So there was a <laughs> lot of live action stuff that they mixed into the actual game. And I was the lead of all the live action stuff in that. And, uh, anyhow, so they, uh, they, oh, I crazy. thought I was going to get a phone call that was going to say, we're going to fly to New Orleans to give you a stunt training test. And instead the phone call was you got the job. Um, oh, uh, no, and then that's... I, a few days later, I was in New Orleans doing a stunt assessment with one of the greater stunt coordinators in the world. And, uh, the guy who does all the mission impossible stuff. And, and in that's fact, cool. I later that's found it. out yeah. had I failed that I would have lost the job. They <laughs> but, just didn't tell you that. Uh, no, no, they don't want to put that pressure on you. And so, uh, so, but then it worked out. It seems and, like,
0: if I can interrupt yeah. you for a second, Patrick, it seems like a lot of people have done that for you in your life because, you know, the people you didn't really know about Juilliard and then they get in your ear and they're like, this is the school yeah. you should go to, you'll get in. And you didn't really yeah. think about the fact that you wouldn't. Same thing here. They're like, going to New Orleans, you got yeah. the role and they don't tell you that you yeah. don't have it. So you're like, all right, I'm just going to be myself and do it. And then yeah. like later you find out, oh, that was actually pretty big.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's actually good for someone like me too, who doesn't come from uh a, a family that's in this industry i i'm i think i've had a lot of imposter syndrome uh for many years it, i want to say I even over up it <laughs> till, it's it's real you know and yeah, you oh, it's you, very you ask yourself am i you know you get to juilliard and you're you know, you're listening to violinists trained with Dishock Perlman, and you're hearing how they're, you know, they're, they're brilliant, and they're oh, truly genius artists. And you're asking yourself, wait, do they think that I do this with acting? Because I don't think I do this with acting. And that's a battle. That's part of growing up and it, embracing your artistry and embracing your humanity. Um, no, I've uh, been there but...
0: um, for decades, so so I could not relate more. And, and, and why I, I bring all this up and, and the connectivity of these people kind of, because you seem very much, it's like what you tell yourself is what you believe. Your subconscious believes it, and that's how you get into mm-hmm. these roles. So you've been traveling all mm-hmm. over, and I want to, I well, this is why I want to jump a bit, because it seems like there's a piece of the character from Bent that stayed with you as you walked into Absentia.
2: Oh yeah, and and oh yeah, and that he's kind of uh, deeply traumatized. Yeah, I think that absentia, but in a much more
0: hidden, you know, deeper, repressed. Way.
2: Yes, yeah, he's he's just wearing weight all the time. Uh, this man, he and he doesn't know what to do with it. I think similar to me at that time, and I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I just did a Instagram live earlier today with with uh, with my co star, the lead of our show, Absentia Sonic and mm-hmm. and she. I was telling her she's about great. how, yeah, she's, she's really and yeah. this season. Uh, I telling season you what. Two, yeah, I,
0: I, No, no, it's, no. It's, season
2: three, season three. Oh, the one that's uh, starting.
0: Oh, it's starting really? tomorrow. I, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. We get you today. It literally comes out at midnight
2: for us. Yeah. yeah and and she is uh, she is extra. I mean, the whole the whole show is. Way better, but on, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> it's uh, a... <laughs> so you were it saying was there was a, a piece a, of it from Bent in this repressed uh, trauma, and you're saying that you brought this, you know, yeah, to the characters you that's walked into. Yeah, like- similar
2: to, to me in my life at that time. I was unable, I didn't have the tools to really understand when I was huh. experiencing things intensely. Uh, I didn't have a lot of emotional... Um, Intelligence, a lot of social intelligence. It's something I'm still that I'm really starting to develop. I want to say, like kind this of awareness, year, like is January, sick, February.
0: So, congrats. Sorry, on seriously, I said that kind of awareness is already pretty sick. So, congrats on that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's can, no BS.
2: It was it was Bullshit, uh, I, I, I had, had a in january i just kind of stopped and i was looking at myself i was like wait who, who, who am i what's going on here you know i'm 38 years old what do i want to be i want to be a dad someday well, i want to be this guy when i'm a dad and and i started a kind of went on a little personal journey i traveled a little bit and uh and then i just sat down i just started to do some real work and then and yeah. that real work i like i started meditating and uh started journaling for the first time in my life yeah game changer the best. for me game changer for everything it's, I I couldn't, I I spent about three weeks shaming myself that I had started. But that started you couldn't sooner. meditate? Oh, just that oh I, I Just oh, that, that I hadn't one. started sooner. That I was Fresh. like, oh i You started gosh, the exact you right time. At fingertips. I started exactly. the exact oh, yeah, right you time you needed to. to.
0: That's it. You know, I mean, but change, it changes everything.
2: For sure. It does. It right. does. so And then I, but this quarantine was, hit. and then quarantine it and so here am i now i've got a few more tools to it and i was like well let's dig deeper let's keep going but the point is to answer your question is that back with absentia the guy that you see actually is a kind of survival skills kind of guy you see a guy who's fight Mm -hmm. or flight who can't handle pressure who's not really capable of digesting um uh, intense uh, emotional impact or trauma um and, uh, and he's, he's doing the best he can, but it's not, it's never enough.
0: But I think you, you land on it there because it's, he's doing the best he can. And that's what I think is very relatable, uh, your character, because that's what we're all doing. Mm, you know, yeah. we're all doing the best we can, but let, let me ask you this because are you doing the best you can? Like, did you see it coming when you had to go away in Bulgaria?
2: Um, to to film? Yeah. You had to go to Bulgaria, right? Is that where you filmed Yeah. Film we, should, we film in, in Sofia, Bulgaria. Yeah. All three seasons. Uh,
0: had you ever been there?
2: I had never been there uh, in my Did entire life. Did you know life. what was going and,
0: on when you were walking into it? Like, you know, the difference? Or... No,
2: I didn't know. I got off the plane the first time and I was frozen because it was in the dead of winter. And <laughs> we filmed scary. entirely in the dead of winter. And it was it looks freezing really, in that show. <laughs> it was terrorizing. Um, <laughs> and it was... And season one was really rough because of that. But then season two we, and season three, we arrived in August. And Bulgaria, Sofia in august september october is a dramatically different place i mean i'm sending people videos like here i am i'm at, and they're like oh are you in madrid and they're I mean, it's it's gorgeous. Cafes outside, people Nine walking days. around, families. Yeah, everybody's sipping on some wine. You know, you know where the water is because it's not uh. frozen anymore. <laughs> There's like, you know, everybody. It's it's just a much more enjoyable experience. And right on. You know, the the joy of Bulgaria is, of course, uh, as as most countries is is getting to know uh, the culture and the people and the 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 cruise in Bulgaria. I mean, top notch as as good as every crew i've ever worked with anywhere in the world and um and also i'm I'm a big fan of food and uh i i tend to get to know uh cultures through their cuisine and uh, i really like it's a, the the cuisine of bulgaria a lot of people there, say right?
0: that is it pierogies or like what,
2: um, they? no they, they so bulgaria people often are don't know where it sits it's it sits Just north, it borders Greece is to the Mm -hmm. south. Turkey is to the east. Um, And and, you know, and it used to be part of Russia. So the cuisine is actually Turkish plus Greek plus Russian equals Bulgarian. And it is super delicious. A lot of kind of, yeah, Yeah. a lot of olives, a lot of like, but like Greek olives, not like olives in, you know, American markets. Um, Those kind of fresh, delicious olives. Uh, a lot of seafood, very seafood heavy, very... And then the Russian part is more like beef kind of... Those kind of heavy. And uh, and one of the only things that they don't uh, import in Bulgaria, because most of their resources they have to import, they don't have any, you know, they don't have any oil any natural gas and anything like that. They import all their... Or they, um, they have their own food. So everything's locally caught, locally grown, um, locally raised, and it's very fresh. Yeah, and a lot of strict rules about uh how it can be cared for before it arrives on your plate and now you're
0: sitting in bulgaria with this yeah it sounds it and and it's you're sitting there now with your whole crew and your cast and how's everyone keeping these boston accents you know straight and also let me ask you like authenticity (laughs) wise how are you living in because you're living in bulgaria but you're living in boston and and it feels like we're not in bulgaria so yeah uh, just tell me a little about that
2: well, I'll be honest with you. I think that we got a lot of criticism in season 1 for our lack of pulling off Boston and it's deserved. And uh and briefly I'll tell you this about. So Your words not mine. I'm going to answer. No, please. I we I think right. good good artists acknowledge fault and also look forward to improvement and on that note i think it's important before i address answer your question Mm -hmm. you know our show if you end up watching season one it it feels like an independent television show and it feels very unpolished and you know there's some sound problems and it's 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 just rough it's very rough around the edges season two it, it the is like is a huge step forward the growth is so noticeable suddenly we really feel like we're in boston a lot of the issues that i had with season one uh were removed the performances are better across the board the the production quality and in that same tone um or that same theme season three i'm so so happy i'm so proud of 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 everyone who's involved with our show we are a family we worked very hard to bring a higher quality product every year to everybody. And that's the goal. And this one is, it's just huge sweeping epic. It feels like a gigantic show and it's, and it's way better than, than seasons one or two. So to answer. Yeah. uh, Go ahead. I was
0: going to say Jason popped up. He usually has something interesting.
1: I I just, I don't, I don't know if I have anything interesting, but I really excited. I was just wondering if you guys wanted to watch the trailer to season three. So we can, and before we start talking, do it. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. If you're here for a confession, I'm happy to stand as your witness.
1: Yeah. Well, really no words. He deserves to know the whole truth.
2: Maybe she'll be able to help me find out who's behind all this.
1: After everything,
2: everything that this family has been through,
1: this is our investigation. Where
2: have we gone? gone. you are
0: in a public place. Too many witnesses for you to have lost You lied to me. Do anything rash.
2: This is too dangerous to do on your own. Am I doing this on my own? <sighs> <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh,
0: that tank man from season one, even that water thing, that just.
2: Gnarly. Oh,
0: it still stays with me, I gotta tell you.
2: It's a it's a it's a striking image. Uh, I mean, the concept of the show is, is super fun. Um, it was one of the things that hooked me when I was reading it the very first time too. Um, all right, go ahead. Sorry, ask, Let's uh, let's let's flow. I'll I'll forget whatever you were asking me about and we'll move on to the next.
0: No, no, no. I, I want to know what first of all. What can you tell us about season three? What are you allowed to to tell us?
2: Uh, let's see. It starts. So if you've watched season two, it starts three months after where we left off. Um, I kind of uh, start chasing down a lead on a very uh, complicated case that uh, it's so hard because there's so many damn spoilers, man. It's like (laughs) we were talking about it earlier and (laughs) I I mean even if I get past the first episode I'm screwed. But uh, I I, basically the case... The show starts with me finding this body of a 13 year old boy, and we're, we who, 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 from Nick's point of view, kind of reminds him of his son. He gets a source, the FBI is on to it, they all get on board with this case. And, uh, and then Emily ends up, who is the Stonic Attic role, she ends up getting, uh, uh, pulled into it and, uh, and, using her brilliant <laughs> services to help us uh, get out of it. I can't give away anything. It's a, there's so I'm much that's in that. there that I want to talk about and it's frustrating, um, <laughs> prefer, but,
1: we haven't really covered it guys. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for, for the, for the uninitiated, what's oh, okay. the, yeah. the plot line for the, the entire, the series. Good
2: call. So the, uh, the kind of premise of the show is uh, my, my sort of a, uh, Short way that I always say it is: you meet a you meet a man and a woman, you find you see them madly in love. You see that they have this beautiful young child. It's probably about two or three years old. You. Uh, she goes to follow, you realize they're both FBI agents, which is the thing that happens by the way. And she goes to follow a serial killer and one day ends up missing and they don't know where she is. Her husband's trying to find her. Nobody can find her. They put together through circumstantial evidence that the guy who did it was the serial killer she was chasing. They take him to court. They put that guy in jail. Fast forward six years. Um, the husband is lying in bed he's remarried his son is nine years old now his phone rings wakes him up in the middle of his sleep and it's the guy from jail a serial killer and he says your wife is still alive you have one hour here's where she is and that sort of like kicks off the show and the first few episodes of season one are watching her and that's not a Reacclimate herself to the world and trying to figure out what happened to her, and uh, begins a journey going down that path. Season two, uh, we get we get some answers at the end of season one. Season two, answer or, or kind of continues down with her search for what happened to her, um, and uh, and and most of the, you know the show is she's the tent tentpole um, that you know she's the sun in our as right. our. Uh, our showrunner likes to say in our, in our universe that the planets are all kind of revolving around. Um, and there's a lot of other relationships, you know, she's trying to find love. She's trying to negotiate her relationship with her son, with her ex-husband, um, uh, and while also to her, her relationship with the FBI, all while trying to do her job. But what makes it super fun is like, especially this year is, uh, I mean, this year the action is like, it's feature film level, Uh, feature film quality. I mean, I was, I was so impressed with, especially with the sequences that I wasn't there for. Um, It's directed really well. It's shot It's. I like to watch good TV. I like to watch TV that uh, is engaging where I feel like all the actors are sharp where I feel like I don't have any question marks on the writing and season three really has has all of those wonderful cinematic qualities that i i adore when i want to tune into a tv show so well
0: yeah me too plus the twists for me are really what kept me you know coming like from the opening and being in that tank to you know each one that happens as she gets further down the trail of trying to find this guy it's it's just not ever what you expect if if you would have said where season two started out that she would have been involved in the ending i I don't think you ever would have been able to call you never i wasn't
2: and i'm good and Season three, what I what I love so, the, we kind of up the ante because we it is the kind of show. Season one does it most of the time, where we end with kind of a really high quality cliffhanger. Season two though is really has a lot of those kind of plot twists, but season three, I mean, it's like every half episode, there's a moment where you're they just intertwined it so well, where you're just really surprised. Well, you can't I tell us watching. most. About what exactly happens right. on it's season like if three. Start, if I start telling you those know, stories. <laughs> Tell your marketing it, guys. Great job, man. Way
1: to make it too twisty for everybody. <laughs> Every <laughs> no, show is a fun. spoiler. That's out. what you want. That's what you want.
2: You want to be... When I'm watching TV, I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised by, by the performances. I want to be surprised by the plot. I want to be also entertained. I want to like... I, I, you know, I, I enjoy those 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 vibes. Like, okay, so the show... One of the shows I'm watching right now... Well, I'm not going to compare it to that show. But what Never show? But well, what show are you watch? Um, what do you like? I'm watching it, so I'm uh, just finished uh I just finished Insecure. Have you seen Insecure? Yeah, it's great. Um, it's, you you watch it. all of it? Love it. Watch all of it. Love yeah, it. i had seen the first two seasons, but seasons 3 and 4 came out while we were shooting seasons 2 and 3. And we so you, uh, I well, finally I was went
1: say, back. The uh, co-star of Insecure uh, Starburn's audio podcast uh, small doses watch
2: Really? Uh, by the way, also network. Amanda Seals, I've known since I was sixteen years old because we knew each other doing high school theater in Florida.
1: Oh, so now I Amanda got to Seals? talk to her about. We got to connect that. Uh, got to connect we that. Make, yeah.
2: yeah, connect that. I, I'm I I really really uh, love her on that show, and I also really like Amanda Seals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Her One Instagram second. right now. Was she at your she? high school? No. So she went to Dr. Phillips School of the Arts out of Orlando, Florida. Which was comical because so she and this other old friend of mine named Michael Scott, who's a Broadway actor. who's I mean, this guy's been in, like, 15 or something Broadway shows. It's crazy, his career. Oh. Um, but the uh, two of them, we worked together with Florida State Thespians. This is so funny. I can't believe I'm talking about this stuff. And <laughs> she... Uh, oh, but I want to say, like, her yes. Instagram right now, she does kind of Instagram live sessions, all, I think, almost every day. Um Highly recommend, highly recommend. She's speaking Watching. the truth right now. And uh yeah, is, she's is, uh, is really uh, a great, I think, resource for everyone uh, uh during this movement right now. I I, I really uh, appreciate her in general, Thank but you. I appreciate what she's doing right now. Um Amen. Uh, anyhow, so uh what are we saying? How do we get to that show? <laughs> I went to, so I went, I insecure, I, I had seen the first two seasons, but then because of, of everything that's happening right now, I, I, right. I thought, why don't I go back and watch seasons one and two, um, and see if they're, if they land on me differently, um, which they did of course. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, I, I really, it's just a, it's just a good solid show, but the other one that's like twisty and turny more uh-huh. than I'm cool. watching is dark. Um, On Netflix, have you seen it? No, no,
0: no. I have not seen it. I think Jason told me to watch it too, but uh, I haven't seen it.
2: You love it. If you like Lost, Mm -hmm. if you liked Lost, and you like that kind of surprise twist, turn, and I, I don't want to talk too much about Dark because I want everybody to watch it because it's that kind of a show that you'll be really entertained by. But I will say, I'll I'll breach this. (laughs) It does involve time travel. And it's one of the most solid time travel shows I've ever seen. And it and and it's finished now and it is so very satisfying. It's things. like up there with you ever see primer? Yeah.
1: Um, that's a, okay. That's it's a, like that's up there how Primer one.
2: is a solid, solid time travel movie. If if you're right. like a quantum physics nerd, time travel nerd, and you get frustrated with all the holes that are in most time travel uh uh shows it it's <laughs> it's now i don't quite believe i i personally believe in the multiverse and that it's not like that i mean they have a different let me just say the the boundaries that they set in their own sh- show for time travel they really respect and they stay and they don't make you leave saying or kind of poking holes into the storyline it's very satisfying
0: see this jason uh, the guy's talented he's got uh, physics knowledge he's talking about the multiverse and great looking i'm telling you this is why he's working all the time remember
1: i told you we were talking about this just the other day that yeah. one friend who also probably do you do you, do you like fly, fly fish and like uh can you like make a fire i bet he
2: does i i don't i don't i, I do camp but i'm i'm like <laughs> of i'm like a do. glamper i've got i bring like a little roll out like inflatable mattress under my under my. He's got uh, one
0: though. What <laughs> he got? What's the point? Right? Exactly.
2: That's yeah. the point. You could probably come No, no. I do garden. This is you do a <laughs> nice little, great job.
1: Uh, There's little <laughs> rose right there here. Is, there it is. That's that's that yeah. one extra. Like you got you got you know you got that one extra. It's like oh and I garden and they're like oh,
2: oh, I, oh man look at those beauties oh. I mean, those, yeah
0: see this is what I'm saying so all right so your show season three drops yes sir tonight I mean technically tonight at midnight tonight midnight
1: which also yeah. means if you haven't watched the season two yet you yes. can get through it in time to watch the premiere start <laughs> now get off and Nothing watch it because it's intense and you don't it's know it's so intense it's so good it's
0: fun. so good you guys are She's all really good. Good together there, and there's a so lot
1: snary.
2: I can't say it enough snary. to to compliment my my the first of all again writing and directing this year huge step forward for us in season 3 um uh so shout out to Will Pascoe and his amazing writers room and also to our directors yeah. um uh Kasia Adamic and uh, Greg Zlinsky but our uh our our cast you know that's my forte so it's my specialty in constructive criticism and I, i'm just so proud of uh, we have a really great group of of talent in our cast, and watching them improve upon the work that they've either done just last year or the last two years was was a great joy for me. I mean, I I was I'm I'm just so proud. I'm just so proud and uh, oh, and 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 happy for them uh, oh, because it, it it's exciting. It's exciting. Sorry,
0: That's I, I can't thank you enough for being here. Of love. No, that, okay, was, that was that was that uh... was a. I really don't want to say anything else.
1: Uh, it's a great way to end it. Patrick, you, <laughs> right. you're so, so awesome. I can't wait to glamp with you someday. I'm going uh... <laughs> to.
0: down, man. For let's it, let's, uh? do, it. let's do it. First date. You wait. it yeah. I love it. All right. Okay. Guys. So, Patrick, thank you so much for being here again. Please come back uh, whenever you here. want. Uh, yep. We would love that. Okay. And uh, everyone, tune in tonight. Absentia.
1: Right. Absentia. Ab- Amazon Prime. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Thanks so much, you guys. Thanks thank so much. Take care. Yeah, okay. you too, buddy. What a uh, guy. Ah, oh, I I
0: I had to stop. I know I was doing I know an cross crosstalk, but I, I love that guy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's just, I mean, it's fun. You know, sometimes when you get to talk to somebody and just see it in um in the eyes and stuff, you're like, that's somebody I want to talk to. You know, that's yeah, somebody I am and enjoy talking to. And uh um, you know, uh, it's kind of funny, he's from Florida. My best friend is from um that area in Florida too, and that uh-huh. same thing where it's like when I first met him, he it, It's kind of the same thing. Like he good looking, like Patrick. I'm like the first time I saw him, was like I hate that guy. And then that I just saw his eyes and he started talking and smiling. Like he's so. And it's like that's my best friend. And you, can, I, you can't. You can't do anything but love him. It, yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. As much
0: as you might want to. <laughs> exactly. I and mean, we see that hairline. Oh yeah. I mean, so it's cool. really so I cool. I know. I know. I know. But he's a nice guy, yep. and he's uh, he's good and at he's what he a, does, and he and gives he a good. shit.
1: Yeah, and he's a good actor and he he pays attention to all the pieces, smart, great show. Um, great show. Yeah. You got to watch it, especially, you got to put a little
0: time aside and, and dig in because uh, it stays with you. It's one yeah. of those, yeah. one of those, you're like a year later, you're like,
1: yeah, eh, something yeah.
0: creepy about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys now. Well, so, speaking of yeah. creepy, it is time. Yeah. It is time. The mm. Betty Broderick season finale was on Tuesday evening, and it is time to talk about it.
0: You want to start? Because sure, I'm elated. I mean, I'm sad because it's over. I'm sad too.
1: When we can get to that part later, but so here's what I want to say about this. This was the weirdest finale to me that I've seen in a long time. It was really good, but it also ended in a weird, really interesting note to me. Um, I felt like for the first, this, I felt like the, all the build up that they were doing, all these episodes of making her feel very um, sympathetic was all for this big payoff to find out that at the end of the day, she's putting on a little bit of an act and she'd like kind of Icarus herself away from, you know, success. I like that. You know, know, it's this, you know, she, you know, whether she felt all these things or not, she would be, she was this very sympathetic character and they played that and they actually brought that into the storyline. So it felt very intentional. And then boom, after the, after the mistrial, her whole like crazy personality wouldn't allow her to be successful. And she had to just, She had to mess it up on her own.
0: I I agree with everything you just said. I have to ask a couple of questions. First of all, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I understand uh, Nancy had mentioned uh, it it, to to us. She loved the episode, but she wanted to see less uh, flashback-ish of the murder, and that they found her guilty. Okay, that was two of the things I was going to talk about, and one question I was going to ask. First, I'll ask the question. When they were showing us her lashes uh right before the murder you know like when when they said what was the uh what was the words they used and we started to see all the stuff of from youth till today
1: mm-hmm. were we seeing a different depiction was she lying to herself about everything i think I, I always thought about it that i always thought about it in when i was watching that i thought what she was, they were doing was going these are the choices she could have made if she had made this choice here if he had just been honest here if uh if she'd just say hey kids get back in the car here her life would have been different that's the way i looked at it like that's interesting these are the spots that they were showing where you know in her brain like going yeah maybe i should just got the kids back in the car yeah maybe if he had just said i'm in love with her her imagining her life how it would have changed if, if just the honesty had been part of what they were doing and rationality
0: okay i took it well, at least that my first instinct, which is why I'm asking about it, was that we were seeing her psychosis. We were really seeing, like, in the Joker, when you see he's not going out with that girl, and in case you didn't see that one. You know, the big red flags of it when they showed it the first time. But I know you love that movie. Wow. The the uh, Oh, you didn't love Joker. Okay, good. We're on the same page. <sighs> Respect. but <no. laughs> So, you know. Um, but... I thought they were showing us the other side of her psychosis. Her psychosis caused her to believe what we watched as this mistreatment, what she told us, her narrative. And then in the end version, we saw how he actually was, how he did treat her, that none of this really happened, that she
1: just couldn't accept that this woman oh. came between them. Got it. No. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that 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 was it at all. I, I really don't think – I I mean, she – I, I mean, even even you know, you watch that in trial scene, and she kind of acknowledges. You know, the 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 prosecutor acknowledges this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. This happened. They, they were shitty. You know, I think that there is so that, was that happened in the show those happened. Moments. Um, you know, obviously the the uh, no. I really think that the end was her. Just I hope it was her. Just looking back at how she got there and recognizing maybe for a flash or a second. That she could have sliding doors this shit, you know, not to bring up old Gwyneth Paltrow movies like these were her these were her not sliding door time. On
0: hey, not only did you bring up the movie, you said her name. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing, man? It's yeah, like Candyman. Do not say it two more times. Do not. Beetlejuice. Um, OK, that's fine. I like Michael Keaton. Um, I mean, Jackie Brown. OK, so so though you have to you have to admit it would be kind of genius if they lied to us the whole show through her psychosis. And then it was really that they were sweet and nice and didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how those kids deal with it. I will say this. I will say that I thought the way they dealt with the murder, how they did it through and the final shots where she just din, 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 and just mm-hmm. shot. I felt mm-hmm. like I felt her anger. I didn't need to see any more than that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I thought that was good. Um, so I have I, I've i actually. um so this this is actually what I was bringing up. The mur- Nick and Nancy just said the murder. She claimed she was going to kill herself, and then she right. flinched. But then we saw that she intentionally killed him. Did you think that too? I think that the whole suicide thing was bullshit. I don't think mm-hmm. I think that was something her process. You know, and I will talk Agreed. to um, Stephanie. She knows all the true portions of this. So just Did talking we get into that. Yeah, talking from the show. I don't think she had any intention of killing herself. I think that she was there she that was all something either she thought up or her lawyer thought up for the sake of the trial and had was never on her mind was killing herself. She doesn't seem like that kind of person. she seems destructive outwardly. she blames the out she blames the outside world for all her problems, and some of she that kids like, yeah. yeah I mean you know this is not listen she was abused
0: beyond belief. I thought what they did also that i thought was done and handled so well with the mistrial is that we got to see all the feelings like when you talked about many times how someone could be pushed to a certain place i felt like that older juror was saying your pov Mm -hmm. like i can't believe it took her that long till she snapped
1: right right which i think is a a part of the 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 brilliance of how they crafted the story right Yep. yep um Like crafting like this, this narrative, the way that they did, they made me feel the way that the jurors are supposed to feel at the end. That's, that was a great bit of writing. Right. And then we got
0: to see in the second, like you said, the second trial after the mistrial where she could have just followed instructions, like, you know, but we got to see the same thing she did with her kids where the kid was like, please just be a mom. We can be with you. And she's like, "No." I need to kill every. I need to ruin everything. And yeah. you're like, oh, so if you can't do it for your kid, you're not going to do it to save your own life. She loved the fame too. That was the other thing because it was attention that she wasn't yeah. getting
1: anymore. No, and I mean that 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 her need to correct it. Her, you know, I I've been very sympathetic towards Betty. This whole thing, I lost a lot of that the minute like she started. Uh, you know, that magazine, the journalist that came over, and she's with, you know, kind of whispering secrets into her ear and telling her these yeah. things. I'm like, yeah. You're done. You've just decided that you've become, you've decided you're righteous. You've stopped being the person who's been pushed into a corner and stopped being the person who's, you kind of, you know, who's a victim, who's actually been mistreated and working in self-defense to becoming a righteous warrior for whatever cause you think you're fighting for. Right? Yes.
0: I lost it there too. I have to say, and I, I have to say, and I didn't have the same sympathy you had for it because, you know, once you take a gun, it's like they say, once you take a gun, any kind of gun into any kind of house, you know, there's some intent.
1: Yeah. Hey. Now you, know, you bring a gun into the house. You're holding it in your hand. It's there's intent. You're not. You're not.
0: Yeah, I've always said this about the guys I grew up with. You know, who were gangsters. That, you know, it's like if you go to rob something and you take a gun with you, it's like, well, that means someone could get shot. You know, like you're taking the gun. Go rob something without a gun you know rob something that's insured without a gun take right. a gun anything's gonna happen
1: yeah you can go to a bank and give them a note they'll give you the money yeah the they, will. The outside, they, don't they will they don't there there's rules i i, I guess I actually date a bank teller and she said if somebody comes up and says give me all your money my job is not i don't push the button i'm just supposed to hand them the money and right. let them leave so nobody everybody's safe and call the police afterwards right or that's it yeah, yeah. but no yeah, one's think, trying to be a hero yeah yeah no Nobody has guns oh. are
0: not needed. I'm just saying, and I have one. Not needed. If some, if everyone would give back their guns, I'd be the first online. If it was like, hey, we're all just you know, there's a big line, like hands across America, guns across America. <laughs> everybody well, just gives them up. All right, so, so I love
1: so, this. So okay, yeah, this. Felt that way. I think that it was really a weird, an interesting turn. I'm really impressed by how Amanda Pete did it because you still, it's still believable for the character. <sighs> what, great. What's interesting about it is. It doesn't deny the character who she is, it just reveals a new truth about her and that was what was brilliant about it, you know. They kind of played that little piece a little bit closer to the vest. Yep. Um, you know, and 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 watching it was, you know, it was really surreal to think that, you know, kind of see her her side of it and just kind of watch that that turn really quick. Like not it's not as the same thing by any means, I remember in primal fear when you like when uh he kind end? of yeah. When he reveals that he's a bad guy in the jail, it cell, like yeah. that same thing. That was like that, that, like the, that was the like movie star. Yeah, like,
0: that was the sixth sense. Twist. Er, twist. Right.
1: But, but watching her kind of go from, you know, this very kind of redeemable person to just, and just, and it just took a little bit of a nudge and then it's like, Oh, I didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said, Oh, you killed me. Not, Ooh, I'm dead now or something.
0: Right. And by the way, that freaked me out. Like he said that. Yeah. Like you got me, I'm dead. Yeah. Like that was his final words? Like right? I can't wait to ask Stephanie because that that stayed with me. Like that was very uh still not team Linda. Well, here's the here's what I thought was also kind of uh, uh fantastic was that last scene in the or I think it was the last scene in the jail cell, and you just see him, City the Ghost, and Linda next to him, and they're holding hands. It's like, oh yeah, you thought that it was over, you thought you had some peace. No, they now died forever together.
1: Right. You don't get that. You're going to be haunted by this forever. No, I thought you didn't let it play out. Yeah. You know, and, and again, with the kids, the way that she, you know, talked to the kids and the way that she, it was just, Oh my God.
0: And how do you, you know, your mom kills your dad and your stepmom, you know, how do you, I don't know. I don't know what, I mean, how are those kids? My heart goes out to every one of them. It's like, uh, you know, so that being said, I was, uh, I mean, Amanda Pete's not nominated for stuff. I mean, Christian Slater is great. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I think the supporting cast is great, but Amanda Pete,
1: I mean, that's a performance. That was a performance. It was, I think it's her best performance ever. No, oh, it is. You know, it, I, I mean, I, I, I have to agree. I have to agree. I think that was by far, I mean, and I've I always liked her, but I've never loved her. I'm saying like as an
0: actor and mm. now I love her. Now I'm like, all right, what are you coming up with next? we'll talk about the
1: kids next week. Stephanie said, yeah, Stephanie. So just so you know, next week, since we aren't going to have an episode of Betty Broderick and we'll try and find a new show for, uh, we are going
0: to find a new
1: show. (laughs) Um, because I really want to keep going with this kind of stuff, but, uh, she knows all the information, the inside and outside of this case. She can talk about the kids. She can talk about what's real and what happened, what wasn't, we can look at real pictures and all that stuff. I've been just like Nancy. I haven't been, uh, me too anything i refuse to look at it because i wanted to just enjoy this piece of content as content understanding it's true fiction or you know and uh mm-hmm. and hear how you know hear everything next week but my we'll, we'll have resident uh uh expert true crime expert and tiktok uh superstar Get celebrity uh, budding superstar influencer uh, stephanie lane uh yes. here to uh to to tell us a little bit about all this stuff um which will be really exciting um, I can't wait because these
0: questions. I feel like now next week, and that's why I'm doing what you're doing, not googling. Because now next week we can just be like, all right, what was real? What did they, what did the kids do? Did she like, did she really leave them? Did she was she really go to the beach? I figure the court transcript stuff is yep. true.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I figure most all that stuff is true. And there's a couple things I asked her, like little things, like did that person that that really happen? And she's like, yeah couple things, just small stuff. I don't remember exactly. Well, the other thing... thing, Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say the one thing that we didn't talk about that I also think was a tell that she was never intending to kill herself is the phone.
0: Ripping the phone out of the wall and leaving it in the middle of the stairs. Yep. Well, she didn't want them calling for help. Right. It wasn't that she didn't want anyone calling the police. She went and confessed. She didn't want them living. Yep. You know, and uh, I mean... This is. But she didn't get first degree, right?
1: No, second.
0: Second degree. I mean, again, yeah. it's consecutive, so she's 30 years to life. So yeah. she could technically get out when she's, what, 70?
1: Something like that. Yeah, I um, mean, not
0: that she's... Maybe she will. Maybe remember.
1: she will. Well, I think that's the other part of it that was really interesting that I want to find out about that jury, you know, the hung jury. Well, she uh, could
0: be out right now, actually.
1: Yeah, no, she, the I, in my head. yeah I think I, that's the one thing I, I don't... know. Eh, I don't think it's true, but... Um, I think that that's one of, uh, uh, one of the things that I'm really interested in is the, was there really jurors that were swayed under the guise that she would only get three or four years giving her, you know, the second degree, yes. um, and then realizing that they were misinformed or just thought something and made it up, uh, have held out. yeah,
0: that was you're right. You just reminded me of that. That was, uh, that was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that gets even taken, like if someone gets, Misinformed during a jury, I guess you can take an appeal on that. Yeah, but we're going to find all that, yeah. all that juicy yeah. stuff
1: I mean, out. I mean, right, I want to hear about the recorded phone calls, the rats, all of it, all yes,
0: of it. the rats. You kept bringing that up, though. I have to say, there was one moment, and again, there's no one's doubting Dan Broderick was a piece of shit as a right. human being, right? No one deserves to get shot. Those are the two things we're not okay. Now, there was one thing that kind of got me, where they said. Well, he was sending you three thousand a month or nine thousand a month. He was taking out the Epstein points or the you know the contempt points, uh, but he wasn't under any court that they didn't. That was the first thing they told us that he wasn't under any court obligation to send you, uh, uh what is
1: it called? Money or financial support? Well, yeah, money.
0: What? Yeah, but but it was support like child yeah, support. Like yeah, yeah. He didn't have to, and he was sending it. And she goes, yeah, yeah. Like she refused to even acknowledge that. Like that, I didn't know that. Did you, that he was doing, no, I, and I,
1: I, I don't know exactly, you know, and that's, that's a really interesting point, but you know, what also remember they were married. That's not all his money. He doesn't get right to divvy it out to her is like, you know, no, he's, he's still like daddy more bucks. Like here's your money, even though it's half yours and half mine, I'm still giving it to you. That's he's still ownership, right? Like that's a, that was a thing that they said, but in general, like, yeah, of course. Cause you locked her out of all the bank accounts. You have to give her her money.
0: Yeah, that's some patriarchy shit. Right? <laughs>
1: that's a patriarchy okay. right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. I see that. I see that. So really, you know, yeah, okay, that's that's what the basic shit you should do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is
0: is be sending money voluntarily because it's half hers. And I, I look, I, no one. I don't believe anyone can argue
2: that.
1: Yeah, you know, I and, mean, and there, this is one thing that I've kind of heard peripherally from my wife and and Nancy and and Stephanie both bring yeah. it up is um, that there is there is a big money spending thing like we found some of those articles that they talked about Steph found some of those articles remember how there's that article previous to the divorce and all that stuff that we. so all that stuff's out there still so you can read those too so the way she's you know her money spending habits are definitely something that doesn't kind of gets a little bit glossed over in the show in a way but you know he constantly brings it up but it doesn't it she doesn't act it doesn't like they don't make it explicit that she's always shopping Well, they approached it
0: like, oh, a guy, you know, acting like his wife is shopping. Like it's a, you know, it's a misogynistic, chauvinistic thing. You know, it's pretty uh, cliche. You know, oh, there she goes shopping again. Shoes, shoes, shoes. What did she get? Mel DeMarcos. But, you know, I mean, that wasn't the deal. You're saying there was some shopaholic stuff going on. You're bankrupting
1: us. She did like the finer things. Um, Nancy asked, "Do you think that uh, some of her conversations with friends were Betty's fantasies because of the way they talked about her in court?" I was thinking about that, that's an interesting one. Uh, you know, that's a that you know. I think that a little Fight Club going on here. I'm, 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 I, wanna yeah. Yeah, I I want to know. Yeah, I'm interested. I think you know personally. I think that just knowing, knowing people and their inability to kind of like admit certain things is. I think they tolerated her and then they made fun of her behind her back and you know, eventually turned on her. And, you know, you see that one friend who kind of stuck with her. But for the most part, that seems like a very passive-aggressive, rich, uh, you know, way to dealing with it, you know?
0: I mean, listen, what was she doing calling her friend or her friends? Were they her friends? I mean, saying she escaped and she was uh, around the corner at the 7-Eleven. That was the weirdest shit. The the
1: darkest thing I'd seen in a while. So dark. And also... I mean, I gotta say this. Also, pretty fucking funny if she's doing oh, that. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic! It's a fantastic thing. But they were playing it like it was comic
0: relief, and I was looking at it like I was watching someone who needed to be in a mental ward.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awful, but it but also speaks. That's why I think it's so great because it really speaks to her nature, yeah. her her thought process at that point. She thinks she's being funny, and objectively, it is the darkest kind of humor. Um, but at the same time. Like, yeah,
0: it's dark when like, you know, you're friends with the people,
1: Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know,
0: like, like if my buddy was in jail and he called me and did that, you know, I, all right, that's funny. Once I find out he's not at seven 11,
1: right? Yeah. You it's, know, it's, while it's, I still think you're at seven 11, we might have some issues. Well, it's also really creepy, especially when she knows our friends too talk old about her that shit. way. And she's basically was probably afraid to death. Like the way of controlling them and, and scaring them from the inside, it's, it's nuts.
0: Yeah, but also I didn't want to harbor a fugitive when I was 18. And that, you know, now forget about it. I'm not looking no, to harbor no. a fugitive. That's a, that's a horrible thing. But I'm saying that was not, you know, that was not uh, to go unnoticed as a no. scene that they deliberately put in toward the end there with no explanation, by the way. I kind of oh, love God. what these producers are doing. You know, you know it's Richard, uh, um, I like it's Richard uh, Suckle at Atlas who does Wonder Woman and all the
1: DC mm. stuff interesting
0: yeah so I, I, I feel like oh so we're over time i willing to say one thing if, if people out there are looking for a new series to watch just that's not dropping every week i cannot recommend search party highly enough we can talk a little more about it tomorrow it's on hbo max but mm-hmm. wow this is good i'm yep. i'm pissed i didn't start watching it earlier but happy because now i have three seasons to bench all right awesome we're right. done, right we are done. done like that all right well everybody stay safe stay strong Stay well. What do I say? I love everybody so much. Thank you for being here. Seriously, we'll see you at the next episode. Jason Smith.
1: Cliff Dorfman. Thank you, everybody. I love you. Talk to you next time.
0: A podcast network.